Episode 5 Triggered or Tricked For your reference, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8-9 through 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by our brothers in the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 11 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So, I know that um, you've heard the saying, for every action, there's a reaction. Well, no, not quite. It actually says, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Now, that's more like it. Now, what? So, this is uh, Newton's third law of nature. And, I'm sorry, third law of motion. And it says, in every interaction, there is a pair of forces that are acting on the two objects that are interacting. The size of the forces on the first object equals the size of the force on the second object. The direction of the force on the first object is opposite to the direction of the force on the second object. Forces, which if you go back to elementary science, are a push and a pull, always come in pairs. So Newton, uh, part of, you know, Newton's laws of, of explaining motion and gravity, forces always comes in pairs. So a very simple way of thinking of it, when A interacts with B, they exert forces on each other. All right. So um, when I looked this up, because again, you know, sticking with this uh, method of giving an illustration, um, immediately, actually, that statement uh, for every action, there's a reaction came to mind. And then when I when I Googled that, what came up was the appropriate quoting of the of the um, of Newton's law. And then, of course, that led me to another page to really kind of remind myself of what what this actually meant. meant. And so it gave an example of a um, it gave a couple examples. But one of the examples that it gave was that of a fish. And it said that when a fish is in water, its fins push against the water, right? Which as it's trying to swim, it's pushing, its fins are interacting with this object water. But at the same time, per this law, that if its fins are pushing against the water, then at the same time, the water is pushing against the fins. And so in effect, what's happening is the fins push the water back, the water pushes back against the fins, and that's what causes the fish to be able to swim in water. So what does this look like spiritually? Um, I said in, in a previous episode that um, that God's hand is in everything, and a lot of what we see is a, a manifestation of spiritual concepts or spir- spiritual ideas. And so um, there are definitely some similarities. Um, for one, there are two forces in life that seek to exert or influence us. The direction of their exertion or their influence are contrary to one another, meaning that they are they are um, moving in opposite directions. The size of the forces and the way that we would think of this in spiritual terms is the amount of power that, that they have can appear to be equal, amen, but that that is based on perception, 
So that's based on the individual's perception as these two forces are um, seeking to exert their influence on us. So based on our perception of the power of both of these forces, um, an illusion can be taking place. All right. So in, in more clear terms, as we as we move through life, amen, um, having daily interactions. And of course, we interact with other people. We find ourselves um, having an interaction with our circumstances, etc. These two forces, God and Satan, seek to influence us. God is calling us. You can think of that as a pulling in an opposite direction than Satan is tempting us. Think of that as pushing. So God is pulling us or drawing us to him, drawing us to um, his way of thinking, drawing us to a life of salvation, which involves a mind change, a mindset change, a life change versus Satan, who is tempting us, who's pushing us, who is trying to push us into things. He's trying to push us away from God. He's trying to push us off track, amen, push us off course. He's trying to push us in a direction that is contrary to God. God is omnipotent. So when we talk about these two forces and the power that they have, God is all powerful, all right? No denying it, no arguing it. It, it is fact. God is omnipotent. While Satan, so here's where we talk about perception and an illusion, Satan has as much power as the omnipotent one allows him to have. So Satan has as much power as God allows him to have. Now, here's where the illusion comes in based on our our perception. Because Satan is deceptive, his main tool is deception. Because he is so deceptive, he has enough power, amen, and again, based on what God allows to deceive us. If we allow him, there's a scripture that says, if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. So he has enough power to deceive us, creating illusions that are supported by his lies. So going back to the topic of this episode, so are we triggered or are we tricked? Um, I I have some notes and and I'm, you know, I'm going to try to lead us down this path of, you know, as we talk about our broken places and our broken spaces, and as we talk about trying to uh, maneuver through life and in our walk of salvation, trying to be healed from the things that we have experienced um, based on the word of God, trying to seek our healing from God by being led by his scriptures and um, by his word. The process is not always a seamless one. Amen. Because just like life is a journey, our walk of salvation, our walk with Christ is a journey as well. And so as we maneuver through life, as we experience God, as we draw closer to him, as he seeks to work in us and through us, meaning that as he desires to use us, when he when we're being drawn and pulled closer and closer to him, now he's seeking to um open up those boxes, amen, that have the hurts and the pain and the trauma um, locked inside of them. Now he, he wishes he's looking to deal with them, amen. And so as we learn to surrender them to him, the contrary force, amen, Satan is working in the opposite direction. And so God is uh, attempting to heal us through the word of God, which we also know is the truth. And so if we go back to um, John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. We're talking about Jesus. Um, Another scripture in John says that I am the way, the truth and the life. Amen. And so God is looking to heal us, strengthen us, deliver us, grow us, prosper us, all of these things um, in him for the, the, the fulfilling of his purpose and so that he can be given glory, amen, but it's all done through his truth. And so if we go back to Newton's law and spiritual concepts, Satan is working directly against that, amen. He is seeking to, to push against that. And so he 
he combats the truth of God with his lies. And so, yes, there are things in life that come that we feel like we are being triggered, that, that take us back to the place of our hurt, that remind us of that experience, that remind us of that person. And um, what it does is it works to re establish, sometimes um, reassure us, unfortunately, and confirm the mindsets, the wrong mindsets, the wrong patterns of thinking, the wrong behaviors that we have surrounding the hurt. So in order for us to be triggered, a lie has to be, have been told that we have rehearsed over and over and over again, and that we believe. So sometimes our experiences and the things that happen to us Satan comes and he whispers lies about what we've gone through and whether it's lies against the person who did it or whether it's lies about us, about why it happened to us. You know, perhaps he's lying to us, telling us that we deserve it, lying to us, telling us that it was our fault or, you know, again, telling us lies about that person. When, like I said in the last episode, sometimes people are hurting because they are, sometimes people hurt people because they are hurting. So he comes to whisper lies about them that gets us to, um, you know, look at them and it makes it difficult for us to forgive them. And it makes us difficult to have uh, uh, understanding and compassion and be forgiving all things that are of God. So he, he tells a lie or he tells lies, amen, that lead to deception. And so this is why the title is, are we triggered or are we being tricked? Sometimes the trigger, if we don't learn how to recognize our triggers and to and to submit them unto God. Again, I'm I will continuously quote First Peter chapter five verse nine. Cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. So He cares about everything concerning you. I said that in another podcast episode. There is nothing about you that God does not care about. It is nothing about you that He is not concerned about. The Word says that He has numbered the very hairs on your head, meaning. That if you lose a hair, amen, he knows what number it is. He knows that that was number 5,679 that fell out of your head. He is concerned down to the number of hairs that are on your head. So when we learn what our triggers are and with everything, when we learn how to submit and surrender it to God and then to also um, be reminded and to um, really focus on God's truth, amen, then we can combat those lies of Satan and it the triggers won't lead to us being tricked. They won't lead to us being deceived. However, again, we have to counteract these lies of Satan that come to trigger us with the truth of God's word. Um, a scripture that I have ministered a lot, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, is the scripture that's talking about how we don't we don't walk in the flesh. Well, we, we live in our flesh, but we don't war according to it because we're not supposed to be walking after the lust and the desires of our flesh. We So we don't war according to how our flesh is feeling, meaning we don't fight with the flesh. We don't fight... We don't fight based on how our flesh is feeling. We don't fight based on how our flesh is thinking. The weapons that we fight with are not carnal. They're not man-made. They're not fleshly. But they have. we have to learn how to war using spiritual weapons and spiritual tools. Because in those spiritual weapons and in God, we become mighty where we can pull down strongholds. And I've, I've, I've um, covered this concept of a stronghold multiple times, but I've got to give a recap of a stronghold for us to understand how Satan comes to tell his lies to trigger us. When we experience a hurt, when we experience some sort of trauma, what we do, um, usually unconsciously, is we start to develop because again, Satan gets busy and he starts to whisper his lies. So we start to believe certain things about this event that has happened. And because of that, we develop a wrong mindset. So a wrong way of, um, you know, looking at things, a wrong pattern of thinking. We sometimes develop wrong behaviors, which can which can include um, being promiscuous or not trusting people or, um, you know, of course, our vices, drinking, smoking, eating, <laughs> amen. Um, so we, we develop wrong mindsets. We develop wrong patterns of thinking. 
we were we develop wrong behaviors we de uh, develop wrong desires so now we're talking about some type of perversion based on what we have experienced um and not only do we develop all of these wrong things but we start to build up these walls that protect our thinking about them so for example if you you know if you were molested and perhaps because of your molestation and let's say that the molestation was at the hands of not only a man but let's say it was a male family member so now we're talking about um, a, a particular trust that's broken that you have in family right so the mindset becomes well if my male family member could do this to me then what's what makes this man that you know it's not family any different so now we develop this wrong way of thinking this wrong mindset that all men in some way are going to seek to hurt me to uh, molest me to take something from me and so that can lead to wrong behaviors that can lead to um some type of sexual perversion that can lead to, you know, drinking and smoking. Perhaps that leads to now, you know what, I don't want to deal with men. I, I'm only going to deal with women. I'm only going to sleep with women. I'm only going to interact with women because men aren't to be trusted. Amen. And so then what happens is um, we build, we begin to build these walls to protect what we now think, what Satan has deceived us into believing. And then every time we're triggered, Amen. Every time Satan is able to mess with that spot, agitate that spot, pick with that spot, we we have to um, erect another wall. So that now we're talking about layers and layers and layers and layers of walls because we have a mindset that we're keeping people from hurting that place again. We're keeping men, we're keeping um, a family member, we're keeping... Um, you know, a friend, we're keeping, you know, a, a, a loved one, we're keeping, you know, a church family, we're keeping them out. We're going to keep erecting walls every time something happens, every time it looks similar to what we went through, every time it sounds like something that was said to me, every time I think it's close to what was done to me, oh, I got to put up a wall because I can never let anyone get to that place again. Amen. Satan operates in our strongholds. He comes to agitate, to tell us lies so that he can trigger those strongholds. And sometimes it is to keep us deceived, it's to keep us tricked, or if we have started down a path of healing, now he's frantic, amen, and he's going to keep stabbing at trying to get to that place, trying to remind you of what happened, trying to remind you of what you went through because he wants, now he wants to deceive you back and he wants to get you back believing the lies that he told you he wants to get you away from you know the healing that you're on the path towards he wants to get you away from the truth of God he wants you to he wants to uh, divert your attention to keep you focusing on his lies and, and on what's not to be so that then you forget the progress that you were making amen but the scripture says that in order for us oh so when we erect those walls believing that we're keeping people out we also keep God out so now we have that stuff so tucked so deep that God can't access it. And, and, and it's not that he doesn't have the power and the ability, because again, he's omnipotent, but he, he's a gentleman. He, God doesn't force anything on us. Even though um, we are predestinated, even though he, he um, knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, it's still a choice. Amen. He, he, um, he stands and he knocks. He stands and he waits, but it's a choice. He doesn't force us to serve him. He doesn't force us to come to him. He doesn't force us to love him. It is a choice. Same thing with the hurts and things that we experience. Once we kind of uh, gain an awareness that we are in need of this, now it is by choice. God can do it, but like the word says, faith without works is dead. So we have the faith that God can do everything he said that he can do in his word, but our work is we have to do our part. And so now we have to begin to let those walls down so that we can let God in to do his work. And so this scripture says that um, we, so we war to, to tear down, to pull down, to uproot these strongholds in God through the spirit, spiritual warfare. 
And the rest of it says that we cast down arguments. Well, those are the lies of Satan. So as Satan makes his case, amen, just like lawyers in a courtroom, as he sits and tells all of his lies, trying to make his case to you to convince you and people of God, he, women of God, he literally whispers those things to you. He literally speaks those lies to your mind. Um, in Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 11, where it talks about the uh, whole armor of God. And it says, you know, we put on the whole armor so that we can stand against the walls of the devil. But chapter six, verse 16, the verse that I read that says the shield of faith that quenches the fiery darts of the wicked. Those are those those arguments that we seek to cast down in God as he fires his fiery darts, as he fires those arguments, those lies at your mind to try to get you back in this this tricked place as he you know is telling the lies to kind of you know agitate the stronghold we have to learn how to cast those arguments down so as soon as he starts speaking so as soon as we are triggered we have to rebuke him as soon as we are triggered first peter uh chapter five uh verse i think verse 9 resist him steadfast in the faith we have to resist his arguments we have to cast down his arguments we have to rebuke him as soon as he starts speaking no different than jesus in the wilderness when satan was tempting him jesus came right back at him with the word of god he came right back at him with the truth he refuted the lies of satan with the truth and so when we find ourselves on this path of okay lord you know i want to grow in my full potential in you I want to fulfill, I want to, you know, if you haven't already revealed it, I want you to reveal your purpose for my life. Amen. I want to fulfill, I want that purpose to be fulfilled all for the glory of you, which means in order for that to happen, I have to move from glory to glory to glory. And the things that prevent us from uh, ascending to each uh, higher height in God to each new level is when we've got this baggage amen we've got these strongholds that are trying to weigh us down we can't move past certain things we aren't able to do certain things because we got this mindset that's holding us back or we've got this behavior that's holding us back or we've got this desire that's holding us back and so as we are trying to heal once we recognize the need for it and we get on this path of trying to surrender these things to God cast our cares on him so that he can deal with them the enemy so you know you're moving along and I'm gonna use myself as an example you know, I, I'm moving along through life. I know God has done a mighty thing in me. I know that, you know, some things that I've gone through and things that I've experienced, they could have destroyed me. They could have had my mind gone. I could have developed um, wrong behaviors. I could have gotten off track, you know, from my purpose in God and what he had me to, you know, what he has called me to do. Amen. But that does not mean that there isn't still hurt that's there. Um through this podcast amen and through ministering through this podcast it forces me to be mindful to deal with these things when they come up and not to start tucking them into places and spaces amen i've got these places that were broken and damaged but you know i'm i have learned and i am continuously trying to walk in that to immediately surrender them to god when the enemy starts to whisper things to me to try to trigger me where you know what i've already yielded that to god well something happens and here he comes to say now this looks just like that and this sounds just like that and you remember when you went through that and you remember what you when you um when this happened to you and i'm speaking as recently as yesterday where the enemy had me so consumed with his lies he had taken me off the focus of someone who has has truly come a mighty long way the lord has brought me a long way in my healing but one incident he tried to use he he triggered me but then he was um, laying the groundwork and setting the foundation to now have me deceived to have me believing maybe I'm not really as healed as I thought maybe all of this is a lie amen because that's that's how he works and so then for for the moment you are distracted you lose focus because now he's got you over here he's got you over here in this place he wants you to focus on this over here when what's supposed to happen is the moment that you you start to feel triggered because things are going to come along in life that are going to remind you of what you went through amen 
And sometimes, you know, as much as we would like to believe that we move on and we, you know, we kind of forgive and completely forget, you don't never completely forget. Like I said in previous episodes, you, you remember, so you're forgetting I won't forget is not one of the unhealed place, but you're not forgetting is supposed to be looking at those scars, looking at it as the evidence, as the proof of, wow, I remember when I was struggling with this. I remember when I was hurt like this. So when he tried to trigger, when he triggered me last night and he was seeking to lead me down this path of being deceived, amen, at some point I had to shake him off and say, "Uh uh-uh, nope, because God already did that, amen, nope. God already took care of that. Nope, I've already surrendered that to God's feet. Even though I still hurt from it, even though some days I feel like I still struggle with it, but I surrender that to God. I've casted that care at the feet of Jesus. I've cast that care on, on my Lord who is concerned with every hair on my head. And even though it may not feel like it's completely fixed, he's fixing it. He's working on it. These are the things that we have to tell ourselves these this is speaking the truth of the word amen to combat the lies that he wants to tell us to combat the lies that he wants us to believe amen and so um second corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 says lest satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices and so i mentioned like knowing your triggers you and i have said this before you have to know how satan works but specifically you have to know how he works in you you have to know how he works against you. You have to start to recognize just like you can see the hand of God. Amen. And and you can see the hand of God in your life and you can reflect and look back on places where God has done this and he's done that and he's moved in this way. And as we say, if he, could, if he did it before, he can do it again. We need to know Satan in the same way. We need to recognize how he works against us. We need to know his devices. We can't be ignorant. And devices meaning his schemes or his devious tactics. Or if we go into Ephesians, the wiles of the devil. We have to start to know his tricks and know his schemes. We know he's a liar. That's one of his tricks. We know that he's a deceiver. That's one of his tricks. And we have to um, know how he uses those things to try to form plots and plans against us. Amen. Because when we know that he can't take advantage of us. So last night, Satan took advantage of me. Amen. He tried to rob me. And so again, uh, John 10 and 10 for the thief cometh but to steal, kill and destroy. Last night he stole my peace. He stole my joy. Amen. All because He saw an opportunity (laughs) because when we speak out of our mouth that God has begun to do a work. And when we speak out of our mouth and we say, you know, the Lord is healing me. He comes along to say, "Hmm, let me see. Let me test it. Has he really? Do you really believe that? And so that is how he devises his plots. Let me see if that's what she really believes. She's telling everyone else this, but does she really believe it? And so he came last night to test that. And that the stronghold, um, some uh, a lot of times with our strongholds, that's what he does. When he knows that that stronghold is there, when he knows that that, um, that suitcase with that hurt is still there, he comes and he every once in a while, he pokes at it. <laughs> he, he shakes it to see, oh yeah, I still got her there. So I don't have to quite worry about that. If he knows he has that place... If he, if he can see that that place is still there and that is doing its job and it's causing you to look at people a certain way and uh, view situations a certain way and it's keeping you doing this and it's keeping you doing that and it's got you over here, he don't have to mess with it. But the moment that you decide that you want to believe the truth of the word and you want to walk in healing, now he slides over and says, hmm, well, let me come over here and agitate it. Let me come and trigger her. Let me come with a lie to try to see if I could steal her joy, steal her peace, uh, steal all of the things that God um, has given, um, the grace that he has given in that situation. Now, when we are not aware, when we are ignorant of his devices and how he works, then we become casualties of his scheme, meaning that we lose that he he is able to accomplish so the scripture um first peter chapter 5 
verses 8 through 9 when it says resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers in the world so the same kind of stuff he pulls on us he pulls to people that are outside of the faith that's why it says resist him steadfast in the faith in order to truly be able to resist satan in order to truly be able to keep him at bay we have to be firm in our faith we have to have the truth of god um, in our hearts truly have re having received it and truly have it in our heart because th that's how he's able to accomplish these devices these wiles these schemes with people outside of the faith because they're not in the faith but if we remain in the faith then we we have a more power and more authority to resist them so it says that when we are ignorant of his devices, when we're not aware of this battle that we fight with him, when we don't, when we don't um, choose to see these natural manifestations as, you know, a, a manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual realm. So when these things are happening in our lives, it's because of those opposing forces, as Paul talked about the battle between flesh and spirit. That's what that's the battle that's being fought. And it manifests in our lives as as we try to seek after the things of God. Like Newton's law says, Satan is the opposite force that's working against it. And so when we fail to remember that in every, every, every area and aspect of our life, that's how we find ourselves um, becoming casualties to his scheme. It says those who are least aware of the battle are the first ones to, to fall. <laughs> Amen. When we don't truly like recognize it and, you know, um, in my Jeremiah study Bible, there's a, there's a page that talks about how like that has become kind of cliche, like spiritual warfare. Like everybody's talking about spiritual warfare without really having an understanding of what it is. Amen. And then sometimes the sad part is not really re believing in our, in our spirit. Some people don't really believe that there is a spiritual realm where these two opposing forces, good and evil, God and Satan battle against one another and the fight it's for your soul. The fight is for your soul. And so Satan, part of Satan's um, schemes and tricks and everything as he's triggering you and attacking the stronghold and trying to keep you in a place of bondage, it's all about the end game. <laughs> the, the, the fight is all about the end game. God's battle is to, to have your soul, to have you committed to him, to have you accepting Christ and having a changed nature so that you can reign with him in the end. Amen. So that you can receive eternal life and, you know, go to heaven. Satan is that opposing force pulling in the opposite direction who is saying, I want the soul for me. I, I'm, I come to pervert everything of God. So I don't want, I don't want you receiving none of his precious promises. I don't want you believing his truth. I'm fighting against you because I want your soul too, but I want your soul to go to hell with me. And his, his fight is to take as many souls as he can. The word says that when um, he decided that he wanted to be God and he thought that he could be God, um, that there was a battle in heaven and that him, that he was kicked out, that him and his demons were kicked out. But it says he took a third of heaven with him. So no different than that battle up there where ultimately he was ousted and took a third of heaven with him. It's the same battle as he um as this says um in in peter that he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he, he may devour he walks about seeking whom he can kill steal and destroy whom whose soul he can take with him and when we are unaware of that battle or when we and i shouldn't say unaware because most of us you know are aware and believe it but when we are not mindful that's why over and over in scripture it tells you to first peter be sober Amen. Be vigilant. Amen. Because your adversary, the devil, be sober, be vigilant, be aware, be praying. Amen. Um, pray without ceasing. Be watchful. That's another um, way that is put in the word to be watchful. Amen. We, that we have to remember, we have to be mindful. We have to keep in mind that this war, this battle between flesh and spirit, it's all about your soul. It's all about the end game and it's all about your soul. Amen. And so um, in Ephesians chapter six, verse 16, where it talks about how, um, you know, we have 
we carry that shield of faith or we need to make sure that our faith is intact because it is what quenches his fiery darts. I refer to another passage of scripture all the time where Jesus told Peter that Satan is us looking to sift you as wheat. And it says that um, Jesus tell him, he says, but I pray for you. Um, that when you are converted, that you will strengthen, strengthen the, the brethren. So sh- Satan's sifting, his shaking of us, him coming in and trying to trigger us to have us deceived and all of this is all because he wants us to let go of our faith. Faith in God's promises it w- is what helps to deflect and extinguish, if you think of it in that way, the lies of Satan. Um, him trying to agitate that empty place or that broken broken space lee it's all because of his lies and his deception to get us even in that place and keep us in that place amen and he works to cause agitation to convince us with even more of our lies so that we stay stuck there so we aren't able to move from there so we aren't able to let those walls down and surrender that to god so that he can heal it amen but when we don't recognize the triggers, as I said before, then we lose the, the ability to defeat them. So when we don't recognize the lies of Satan, and, well, let me back up. Not only do we have to recognize his lies, but we have to know the truth of the word. That's why it's important for you to read the word. Yes, you know, you can listen to sermons and hear people quote scripture, but until you read it for yourself, so that God can begin to minister it to you based on your experiences. This podcast says being healed through God's word. God will, he can take the word of God that is meant for all, but then he can tailor it like a lesson plan individually to you and your experiences and your needs. So that now the truth of his scripture takes on a different meaning based on what you are walking through and what you are going through so that when you need to be healed you're healed based on how the truth applies to you and applies to your circumstance and your um situation so just like we have to learn our triggers which means recognizing satan's devices which means knowing the lies that he comes to tell well that that the flip side of that or the opposite force is that we have to know the truth of the word. We have to know the promises of God. We have to know what the scripture says so that when the enemy comes with a lie, we know the what we know what scripture combats that or what scripture um, defeats that lie that he's telling. Here we're looking at it like a um a ping pong game where excuse me, he serves up a lie, but then we can return that lie back to him by recalling the truth of God's word. God's truth challenges our triggers. God's truth challenges Satan's agitation and his lies. So his truth comes to stand up against the lies of Satan. Um, The word says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God will lift a standard against him. His truth, the truth of his word, which is Jesus Christ, comes to stand up against the lies of Satan, comes to challenge the lies of Satan. And if we are not um, aware of them both, amen, then we become the casualties. We become, we're ill-equipped, amen, to be able to defeat the Satan and the lies that he tells us. Um, and, and what we have to understand is, is he's crafty. And that's why the word is constantly reminding us that we have to remain prayerful because he is crafty. He, he's good at his job. He, he has a role. He is the opposite force. He, just like God is seeking to influence us and, and to exert um, his power upon us. Satan is seeking to do the same thing. Amen. And there, there, you will not have one without the other. Like the science lesson said that forces come in pairs. So there is no, there is no um, believing in God without understanding that there is an adversary, there is an enemy who is working against him. And there is no believing that there's an adversary and that there's an enemy and that there is someone out there who is um, seeking to devour and to kill and to do, steal and to destroy without believing that there is someone who's all powerful. Amen. Someone who is seeking to give us life and life more abundantly. Someone who is seeking to give us not only um, the abundant life, but everlasting life and eternal life. Someone who has all of the promises. Amen. Some Someone who um, is not a man that he should lie. Someone who stands by the truth of his word. Someone who 
has already defeated Satan. And that's, that's also something that we have to remember as he's coming to trigger us. And as he's, he wants us to be, you know, stuck in these, um, stuck in bondage and, you know, stuck in these bad places. He's already been defeated. He was defeated at the cross. And so part of our belief in Jesus Christ and part of, um, you know, receiving the word that we are healed by the stripes that he took on Calvary is because Satan was defeated there. And so even though he works to tell us lies to trigger us, even though he works to tell us lies to have us erecting the walls to, to, you know, support the stronghold. He works to, you know, have us deceive and believing, you know, the things that he says he's already been defeated. So the things that he says to us really are null and void. They, they, they're things that really, um, you know, you, you, it's almost like the, the ghost of someone who once was, who's trying to talk to you about your reality. When in our rea- when in our reality, he has been defeated. He already has been defeated. And that's why the word tells us that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. The word tells us that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. It lets us know that we are victorious. Amen. And so, yes, there are things that are going to come to trigger us. And even, and it could even be 10 and 15 years down the line because Satan is always seeking to see do you are you really healed do you really believe the truth of the word did god really do this he's he he will never let up on that when he sees um when we do get to a place where he can see that his schemes don't work in that area he's moving on to another one so he he's he does not rest the word tells us that he um can be seen ascending and descending the word also tells us that he um, is chained behind the throat, accusing the brethren night and day, which means he does not stop, women of God. He does not give up. He's not going to quit. And that's why it is important that we build up the inner man. Um, there's a scripture that I didn't give um, and actually that I, I didn't write down that I want to read. Um, we have to, uh, a part of like accepting Christ and, you know, believing um you know, his truth is really receiving the love of Christ is really getting to a place of understanding just how much he loves us because a big portion of defeating Satan is the love that Christ showed for us at Calvary. Ephesians chapter three, verses three through uh, four. Nope, nope. Uh, it's actually Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 20. And it says, That he, meaning God, would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So to be strengthened in your inner man, which I said last week, is what enables us through the power of the Holy Spirit to live this life, to walk this walk of salvation that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So our faith and our belief in him, belief in him causes him to come to take up residence in our heart, to settle down and move in and be at home, meaning that he, you know, he feels comfortable there. Amen. He's welcomed. Number one, not only has he been welcomed, but he feels comfortable to reign and to rule and to move. It says um, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. When we are rooted and grounded in love, then we can understand, we can help each other understand how wide his love is, how, how the length of his love, how deep his love is, and the height of his love. Because to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then the next verse says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So when Satan comes to trigger us, amen, when, when something happens, or we see something, or we hear something, or we read something, or perhaps, I mean, it's been times where I've been watching a TV show, and I was watching something, um, I think a, a week or two ago, and before I knew it, 
um <laughs> as folks would say I was all in my feelings thinking about my mom and her not being here anymore so yes things are going to come to trigger us and they don't always have to come from a demonic place but be careful because once he kind of sees what's happening he will he will try to come in and get busy in it because again when he sees us pursuing the things of God when he sees us believing the truth of the word meaning that when he sees that we believe that we can be healed from the things that happen to us to begin to um, grow in God and walk in purpose he does not want that as we walk in purpose we then have the we then have the power or walk in the power to go against his kingdom and he does not want that but when we are rooted in the love of God and have an understanding of the love of Christ then we are able to see that God can do exceedingly and abundantly all above all we can think or ask Satan wants you to believe that all of the hurt and the pain and the things that have happened to you that you ain't gonna never get over them you're never gonna heal from them it's never going to get better you are never going to um be able to have healthy relationships whether they're they are with um, a significant other or your family members or your children in the name of Jesus friends church uh church family Satan wants you to believe that you will never you will never you will never it can't happen it won't happen you won't do this you can't do this you can't have this but when you are able to comprehend the love of God and when you are rooted and grounded in that love then you can know that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you might think or ask so you may not know how he's going to do it you may not know when he's going to do it you may not know where he's going to do it but when you know the truth of the word, you know that he is able because he is that omnipotent force. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you could ever think of. Some of us want simple. Lord, I just I just want this gone. I just don't want to remember it anymore. I don't want to cry from it anymore. I don't want to think about it anymore. I don't want it to be able to trigger me anymore. And the enemy will have you believing that that's not possible. That can't happen. But when you know, when you understand how much Christ loves you, then you can you can look Satan in the face. But I know that my God can do all things but fail. He has the power to do exceedingly and abundantly above what I could even begin to imagine how he's going to work this out. Um, in, in situations that I face, specifically the one, you know, that I referred to a lot that happened last year, never would I ever have imagined some of the things that God has done. I never thought that he would do it the way he's done it, that it was, uh, more than I could have ever asked him for where there was just simple things I wanted. I just wanted to be able to sleep at night. I wanted the, the, the hurtful thoughts to just stop. Amen. Never did I ever imagine that I will be able to use those experiences to help others and not so much that I didn't believe I could help others but not in this way and not to this magnitude amen and so again in order to combat the lies of Satan we have to counteract it with the truth we have to know the truth of scripture in order to be able to um, continue to walk in our healing he's going to try to put obstacles and hindrances every step of the way he is not going to rest he is not going to give up he refuses to let you um make it to the other side amen he refuses to allow you to get to the light at the end of the tunnel he'll even let you see the light but he is going to do everything he can put every obstacle and hindrance that he can in your path to prevent you from being able to make it to the end to see what the end is going to be but if you know the truth of the word, if you know and believe the love that Christ has for you, if you begin to focus on the lovely things and the wonderful things and the, the amazing things and, you know, keep your heart and your mind stayed on him, then the enemy has less of a chance of being able to steal your peace and to steal your joy and to steal all of the things that Christ has come to give us. So I um, want to pray. I just want to end this with prayer that um, we be empowered through the spirit to war not after our flesh but in the spirit that we recognize that um, our weapons are mighty in God that we'll be able to pull down every stronghold we'll be able to cast down every lie of Satan and 
anything it, the the end of that scripture says in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God so anything that wishes to put itself above what we know about God anything that wishes to put our knowledge of God and his promises and the truth of his word in the background so that it could be take a front seat in our life that we are going to cast down every high thing everything wishing to um sit in the place of jesus in our life sit in the place of the our knowledge of him sit in the place of our knowledge of the truth of his word we cast that down amen because we're exalting the knowledge of god we're putting his promises at the forefront of our mind we're putting the truth of his word um at the head of our lives and everything else has to take a back seat that includes the lies of satan and the last part says bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ so as he fires them darts we gonna extinguish them because we're going to give our thoughts we're going to bring every thought to christ every thought that it can be obedient to him i know i'm not supposed to think this way i know i'm not supposed to look at it like this so lord i give it to you lord i give it to you as he attacks my mind as he's trying to get me to think of it this way as he wants me to see it this way lord i know it's not right i know it's not the way you would have me to be fix it lord that's how you take every thought and bring it into captivity. It doesn't even mean that in that moment you know what Christ wants you to think. We give it to him. As the spirit maketh intercession, amen, we we want uh, the thoughts of God because it says his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Lord, let your thoughts be our thoughts. Let us think the thoughts that you would have us think. Be pleased with the meditation of our heart. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We lift you up and we magnify your name. Lord God, we just thank you for this space and this opportunity. We thank you, Father God, that your word says that uh, by your stripes we are healed. We thank you, Father God, that found in your scars, found in your wounds, found in the nails in your hand and the nails in your feet, found deep within the womb where the, the spear pierced, pierced your side, found in each place around your head where the crown of thorns went lord god we can find our healing we can find our restoration we can find our peace we can find our joy joy lord god we thank you for that help us to remember that truth of scripture every time the enemy comes to tell us a lie every time he comes to trigger us oh god let us cast our triggers on you oh god let us learn them and uh, lay them at your feet in the name of Jesus. Give us strength in our inner man, O oh God, to be built up in you, to receive and understand and believe the love that you have for us, O oh God, to believe and to know that you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. These things and all things in the name of Jesus we ask. Amen and amen. Until next week, be blessed.